of the African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. Welcome, everyone, to episode 43 really excited about this one, how to optimize for low conversion rate, high AOV products. Uh, This is a topic that Stephen, you and I have talked about a lot, and I'm excited to share with everyone today. Absolutely. And uh, first of all, I just want to say welcome back to Mike. He just got back from uh, from Prague. Um, he was gone for a little while and he just got back on Monday. So welcome back to the office. It's good to see you again. That's right. I was speaking at a conference and my talk was about PPC automation, which was really cool. Prague is a beautiful storybook of a city uh, ripped out of like a story time, like all the building and architecture was so beautiful. It was really great being there. Um, you know, maybe I just didn't see a lot of the different kinds of restaurants. I felt like all of the cuisine was all the same color palette. <laughs> so like, it was all the same color. You know how they tell you to like eat the rainbow? Like you need like orange carrots and sure. like all these different things. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like all like all of their food was like a variation of goulash. <laughs> so like even the carrots were like uh, inside a stew. So I feel like for like several days, all I ate was. So it was just goulash and other brown. Goulash and a bread bowl. <laughs> yes. Uh, I ate, uh, I, I think the name of it, I actually have to Google it. Uh, I want to say, was it a, yeah, it was a like beef knuckle. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was insane. It was so good. Uh, wow. I, I, it was like maybe one and a half Maybe I think it might have been like three pounds of meat on a, with that like sounds the, amazing. Yes, it was insane. It was so good, but it was served with like potatoes and bread. And see, I didn't I didn't get lunch today, so you're just making me hungry talking <laughs> yeah. about all this goulash. Yes, um, beef knuckle. <laughs> so wait, so like cows have knuckles? I still don't understand okay. exactly what I was eating. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've got a great show for everyone today. And let's actually get into the theme of the show, which by the end of this episode, you're going to know how to optimize these, this a particular type of account uh, with particular types of products. And you know, you out there may have some of these products, or you might be working on some of these campaigns in the future, or this is going to hit your situation to a T. So let's start by talking about regular bid optimization for a standard product. Maybe the product is under a hundred bucks. Generally, you would look at 
you know, your revenue per click and you multiply it by your target ACoS. Uh, so if you're generating $100 from 100 clicks, that would be $1 revenue per click. Every time you get a click, so on average, you're generating a dollar of revenue. And then what you would do is say, hey, I want a 33% ACoS. So, you know, you would want to get your clicks for about 33 cents because if you get 33 cents of cost and one dollar of revenue that's a 33 percent a cost over the long run and then you'd make your updates pretty regularly you know daily weekly whatever it might be however how would you handle these kinds of situations steven i got some good examples for you ready for this okay hit me let's say you are selling subway tile for kitchens which is very hot right now a lot of homes that i walk into have subway tile okay <laughs> as the backsplash <laughs> have you noticed this in austin i'm not sure what subway tile looks like whoa dude you gotta like get like on a subway station on like, like tile from a subway station yeah but it's like bright and polished and like okay is it in your house no oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why because you may be uh selling a, a subway tile where a single piece is like 10 bucks but you'll end up buying 300 of them at a pop. So even though you're selling an item that's just $10, people normally buy 300 of them. So boom, your average order value is $3,000. And you know what if you're selling these and a contractor buys them? They're not going to buy just one home's worth of subway tiles at a time. They might buy it for five homes. That's like $15,000 per order just from $10 tiles. Yeah. Uh, we've got some more examples here. Uh, Stephen, you found this weird one. Yeah, so that your example is, you know, there's a lot of times where the order and the, the number of orders and the number of units, there's a big disparity between that. Mm -hmm. um, so those kind of smaller items, you see that. But then there's other times where um, it's just a product that never sells, but the one time it does, it's a huge it's a huge sale. Right. Um, like I saw this 20-foot uh, Christmas tree that comes with uh, over 20,000 LED lights <laughs> in the tree. And uh, it was selling for like $19,000 on Amazon. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I mean, just imagine <laughs> trying to advertise that product. That's right. Um, you know, what, what is a good CPC? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the expected conversion rate? Like how often, how often do you just like go and buy a $19,000 product on Amazon? Right. How frequently does that get sold? And imagine, you know, another situation is let's say that company is selling like a range of Christmas trees and maybe they have one at $20,000 and $15,000, uh, you know, how do you even organize that in a campaign where the difference from one variation to the next is a matter of, you know, a, a fifth of what it, or a fourth of what it's actually worth? Yeah. So it's pretty significant there. Um, also, another fun fact, you can buy a tiny home on Amazon. I was looking for one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, an 11,000 square foot little tiny cabin. This is borderline a cabin, to be honest. It was $47,000. You can buy it on Amazon. Um so how do you treat these products? Uh, how do you actually optimize when there is a high ticket, so basically a high AOV, average order value, but generally a very low conversion rate for these things? Um, so we're going to be getting into this and talking about how to solve it. So let's go a little bit deeper into the problem here. Um, Stephen, let's, let's sort of take a... Take a keyword that's advertising a product that could be $3,000. Walk us through a situation where we'd be bumping up against some hard spots here. Yeah, so one of the, the, the biggest, or I guess like one of the, at least the first issue that kind of comes up in this situation is uh, if we're talking about taking your, your average revenue per click um, and multiplying that by your target A cost to calculate the right bid, well, what if a certain keyword converts on the very first click 
for $3,000. Boom, 3,000 revenue per you click. You got $3,000 revenue <laughs> per click. And so if you're targeting, you know, just say 30% ACoS, that, oh, I don't know if I can do that math, 50% ACoS, <laughs> uh, then you're, you're suddenly, um, you know, you're, you're going to be having a $1,500 bid, um, right. which is assuming a 100% conversion rate right. for that keyword that like that trend's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, that's not realistic. And so um, there are a lot of times that CPCs can be expensive. Um, right. And they can, especially for these really competitive, really expensive products. Right. I, mean, I have seen um, accounts that are bidding $10, um, right. actually $10, but like the ACoS is good because the sales price is, exactly. is in the thousands. So like generally the trend that you see is like the more expensive the product, the lower the conversion rate, the more expensive the CPCs are. So it creates this really scary, it's almost like you're trying to jump across a like valley where it's like you need to have you know, like don't have all the information and you sort of need to like leap to like get to where you need to go uh, where it's like you don't have as much information as you probably would like so like in between each conversion that could be pretty darn scary uh, where it's like hey you're maybe you converted in your first 10 clicks you generated three thousand dollars of revenue from that because it was a high ticket item um but how do you know when the next one is coming mm-hmm. you know you're potentially going to be spending ten dollars a click right. and you know what if it's a one percent conversion rate mm-hmm. that's one sale every hundred clicks and if you're going to be spending ten dollars a click that's you know a thousand dollars of ad spend before you get a conversion but if your aov is through the roof. It's if it's five thousand, if it's ten thousand dollars, if it's twenty thousand dollars, then spending a thousand dollars per sale may land you at a totally appropriate, totally reasonable ACOS. Um, this is scary. I'm sweating just thinking about <laughs> about this. And uh, yeah, the, one other complication that kind of comes up uh, in addition to that. So I mean, that's that's a problem we're going to address. But the other complication for these low converting items is, you know, say it only converts once a quarter, like you know, mm-hmm. every three months, like. Conversion rates are super low because people are just like slow to buy right. products that expensive. But you know, every three months it gets a sale. Mm-hmm. Well, how are we supposed to make those uh, those bid calculations um, when this when like a say a search term report, a keyword targeting report, or a bulk sheet uh, download? Mm-hmm. All of those only give you up to sixty days of data. Right. And so if the conversion happened, you know, ninety days ago, mm-hmm. well, now it looks like there's no there was no conversion for this product. So how do you factor that in. Right. How do you factor that in? How do you even optimize it? Uh, like, do you do nothing in those 90 days or do you, you know, in those 60 day time frame? Um, so we're going to be getting into these. So let's jump into how to actually solve the situation where you deal with really high ticket items. You ha- generally have lower conversion rates and higher CPCs. Let's jump in to the solutions. So let's jump in to how to actually approach and solve these situations. And, you know, Stephen, uh, <clears throat> I've been doing PPC optimization for years and years and years now. Situations like this still make me a little bit nervous. Um, so I can only imagine if you're just starting out and you're working with high ticket items uh, that generally have low conversion rates where there's potentially long strings uh, of a keyword without a converting, it's pretty tough. Um, but definitely have faith that there is a smart approach in it. It's almost like the ninja who gets blindfolded and the sensei the sensei says, hey, you need to have faith in yourself in order to do this. We need to have faith in ourselves when we do these things. So let's actually cover up some of these principles. The first begins with an extended time frame. Stephen, walk us through this. So one of the things that I really like to do is within Campaign Manager, 
um, you can actually export the data directly from the campaign manager. So uh, if you're using, say you're trying to optimize bids on your keywords for the whole for the whole account, you could download a keyword targeting report, but you'd only have up to 60 days of data. Right. But what you can do, if you actually open up a, an ad group in one of your campaigns, you'll see all your, your keyword targets there, and there's an export button um, over to the right, right underneath the chart for the ad group. And if you download that, you can actually make your changes from there and then re-upload it to Amazon. Um, that is, if you're doing bulk operations, of course, if you're just operating directly from like the user interface right. with Campaign Manager, then you would just want to be using those bigger timeframes. Right. And, you know, be prepared for some Excel work too. You know, if you're going to want to view your search terms over long periods of time, you know, in our episode on reports, we've talked about how search term data is lost unless you're actively downloading these reports. So one activity that you can do sort of every month or every two months, download a search term report and basically start adding it to your old search term reports. So what you'll end up with is a huge Excel sheet. And because search term reports have the dates inside of them, you can actually start to run pivot tables, which will actually help combine uh, the same search term over different timeframes. So let's say you have a keyword that only gets, you know, five clicks a month. you'll be able to sh- to combine that data over several months so that maybe over, you'll see that over the course of a year, it actually gets 60 clicks and it does have enough data that you can actually make optimizations to. And the reason why that's so important is because if we're looking at you know a 2% conversion rate, the difference between just five clicks for that particular keyword versus 60 clicks over a particular keyword, you could potentially rake up two conversions in that time frame. But if you're only optimizing based off 30 days of time, you're going to look at this and be like, damn, this only has five clicks. What a waste of time. Or maybe you download a, just one search report over 60 days and it has 10 clicks. And when you're spending, you know, 10, $20 a click, it's possible that you're going to look at it, 10 clicks, 60 days. Oh man, I spent a hundred bucks on this. This is a total waste. I'm going to get rid of it. But if you were to extend that time range out, you could see that, Hey, over the course of 50 clicks, this one keyword actually generated $3,000 of revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of how we need to think about this. We need to extend the time frame out at which we are doing reporting. Right. And uh, it can also, this, this strategy can also keep you from pausing anything too early because I've definitely seen the mistake been made where, um, you know, there's a certain keyword that spent, uh, you know, $1,000 in the past mm-hmm. 30 days and didn't earn a conversion. So we're going to either pause that, that product completely, pause the ad group or pause mm-hmm. a certain keyword uh, but if you look at, you know, a longer time frame, like a year to date, you'll see that, you know, converted a, a couple of times and those conversions were big conversions. It was mm-hmm. a $10,000 sale. Um, right. And so just keeping that, I guess, that wider perspective mm-hmm. um, to that'll prevent you from, from, you know, pausing a potentially really good ad. Right. And, you know, we need to think in terms of longer optimization feedback loops. So let's say we had a you know, lower ticket item, $20. And let's say it converts, you know, five times a day. That's very easy to sort of go in every day and actually see meaningful impact from, you know, Monday versus Wednesday. You know, you make an optimization on Monday, boom, by Thursday, Friday, all of a sudden you can actually see the result. You can reap the fruits of the labor because so many conversions are happening. So many so much that you're easily able to see that so many clicks are happening, so many conversions are happening. But all of a sudden, when you get 
you know, only one conversion every 90 days, it's going to be really difficult for you to actually do something on January 1st and see an impact, you know, January 10th or January 30th. You might have to actually wait months in order to see the impact of an optimization that you made, which all relates back to longer timeframes of analysis here. Mm -hmm. And the the second kind of solution um, that I would propose, so in, in the problem section, we talked about how if you get a keyword that converts on the very first click, um, and it now has an insanely high revenue per click because we're, you know, basically anticipating a 100% conversion rate. <laughs> uh, the way I would kind of guard against that is I would take into account the account averages um, and actually look at, you know, from an account level, you know, for the last 60 days or for year to date, whatever, um, what is your average conversion rate? So what is your, you take your total orders, you take your, uh, your total clicks, and you figure out what's the average conversion rate. If you want to get even uh, more specific, I could just, I would say, just take that product um, and figure out what was the average conversion rate for that specific product. And what you want to do now is you basically want to factor that into your revenue per click calculation. And so uh, the way it would kind of work, uh, and I apologize if it gets kind of mathy here, but I think if you're listening to a PPC podcast, you're probably okay. People with, are ready. People yeah, you're are probably ready okay it. with it. Um, you could do total sales uh, divided by total clicks. Um, to get your revenue per click, you could also do conversion rate times sales price mm-hmm. or average sales price if if someone sells multiple units. That'll give you the same figure. Um, the reason why I really like that is because you can just uh, you can basically put a cap. So if you if you normally say this product has a one percent conversion rate, um, what you should do to figure out that bid is if you have like a fifty percent conversion rate because it had two clicks, mm-hmm. one conversion. I would always, when I'm doing my calculations, assume that it's never going to be higher than something like 2% conversion rate. I'm going to assume it's not going to be more than double what my average is for either that product or for the account. So what I would do in that situation is I would do 2% times the sales price. Um, So let's say it's $100 or whatever. Uh, Now you have a $2 bid would be your, or sorry, $2 revenue per click. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you can multiply that by your target date cost from there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so being aware of how it normally behaves is really good. Um, you know, if the account average for these high ticket, low conversion rate uh uh, businesses, if the average conversion rate is 1% and you have a keyword, you know, out of the gate, maybe it has a 25% conversion rate, you don't want to maybe treat it as if it has, as if it's going to have a 25% conversion rate forever. And this actually brings us to our, I guess the sort of the goal of what you're trying to get these accounts to. So the way that I like to think about it is a single keyword for these types of companies, a single product for these types of companies may only get a conversion once a year. So if you have, you know, 12 of them, maybe you get one conversion a month and that each of those conversions is, you know, $25,000 or something like that. The goal of this whole optimization process is to try to get a hundred of them, try to get a thousand of them, just basically increase the amount of individual hits that you can get. And that's what we're aiming for, uh, as like the end result of these high ticket, low converting rate campaigns, just to sort of have a super duper long list. If we have a hundred different conversion, converting keywords or converting ASINs, how do we get to 150? How do we get to 200? Where's the next batch 
of the items that are going to convert once every so often. And, you know, how do you, how do we really go about doing that, Stephen? Well, uh, you've heard us say before about the, the RPSB process, right. um, but the best way to kind of, you know, find the, just find keywords um, to add to your portfolio is, I think, through search term reports, mm-hmm. um, taking everything from those auto campaigns and broad match keywords, anything that's earned you a conversion, um, start targeting that. Mm-hmm. Um, one reason why I do like that method versus just using like a normal research tool where you just type in the ASIN and it just generates a list. The keyword dump strategy. Keyword dump. You know, you get a bunch of random keywords that aren't always relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to have something that has a proven history of, of earning mm-hmm. me a conversion. Um, but yeah, just taking those those keywords that have converted for you, uh, you know, even building out variations of those keywords um, right. that are still within the same mm-hmm. idea. And yeah, like you said, if you could have, um, you know, like a thousand different keywords um, that are like, say, exact match keywords, so you're not going to risk running into like, yeah, so so you have a thousand relevant keywords, mm-hmm. all exact matches, there's no risk of getting long tail, irrelevant searches, mm-hmm. and uh, just setting them all at a super low bid. And so, you know, maybe each keyword will have like $5 spent here, $5 spent mm-hmm. there. Uh, cumulatively, <laughs> I said that weird, cumulatively, <laughs> uh, you have a, you know, you have a lot of ad spend on the ad group, um, but they're all kind of working together. Maybe one keyword gets a sale and mm-hmm. then another one gets the sale. And, right. And so for, for the whole you know, ad group or the whole campaign, uh, your ACOS is sitting pretty good. Right. So you really, so on one hand in that research, these high ticket, low converting, um, accounts, you want to rake up as many low cost CBCs as you can. So having a low cost automatic campaign running out there, generating as many sort of like shots on goal, um, where we can like have as many at bats, that's two sports analogies in one example, (laughs) where you can just sort of take as many shots as possible. That's three sports. Uh, basically, you... Maybe you could get the hole in one. <laughs> yes. Uh, basically, you just want as, as many entries into the auction for your products as possible. And then what will happen is you'll have thousands of different impressions from thousands of different things, and then you apply your RPSB. And, and even before we get to the RPSB, the reason why it's imperative to sort of do that is because you need as many different search term possibilities as possible. So if you think of, you know, even the examples of what we just said, you know, hey, let's get a thousand converting terms. You know, there's billions and billions of different terms that are being searched. The whole purpose is to f- go and find these things. Uh, and it really is like looking for you know, trying to strike oil because when you hit one, the conversion revenue is so, so, so big. So having a low auto discovery is key. And then when things do convert, I like to do things a little bit differently when it's really high ticket. One, I don't immediately take it out and bid super aggressively on it. So mm-hmm. just like we've been talking about, you know, because the, the revenue per click on that may be $10,000, maybe $5,000. It's going to be so big that if I were to make a revenue-based bid on a particular keyword, what I might end up with is a bid of maybe $50, $70. And with a conversion rate of, you know, 1%, I don't want to be spending $5,000 uh, because, you know, imagine if you were to multiply that out by many different keywords, right. you know, I can't be spending $5,000 on a hundred different keywords. So what I normally do is I'll often take the thing that converts and actually almost like use it like planting a seed. Mm-hmm. I might take that and I might do, you know, my exact phrase and broad, but I might keep the 
bids a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll almost use it like I'm planting a seed and I want to see what else it can find that's close by. Right. So that'll give me even more shots on goal. Um, but sort of, I'm sort of directing the traffic of where I want to get to. And generally I would bid a little bit more aggressive if something does get, you know, two or two to four conversions or more, because then th that has a proven track record. Mm -hmm. That's going to be converting, you know, once every quarter reliably for me. And things like that are absolutely like gold for these large accounts. Right. And, uh, and especially if you're really trying to be, you know, money conscious with your ad spend, um, Sometimes when, when we advocate RPSB, we say anything that has a conversion, but mm -hmm. um, there are sometimes where there's a search term that, you know, converted coincidentally, even right. though it wasn't relevant. Mm -hmm. um, what, the example we were just doing was, you know, someone's looking for like one medical device mm -hmm. and while they're shopping, they see another medical device that they realize they also need. Right. Um, and so, so they converted coincidentally, mm -hmm. but now trying to place your product on that search page every single time. With an aggressive bid. Yeah, mm -hmm. is, is going to be difficult. So, uh you know, to be safe, uh, if you don't actually want to like manually, you know, look at and affirm all of the, the keywords you're about to be adding, uh, just take anything like Michael said with, with two to four conversions. Mm -hmm. I personally like taking anything with two or more. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and yeah, once you're, once you're getting that set up, you know, um, don't be discouraged if you're seeing a certain keyword with hundred dollars of ad spend and not mm -hmm. a conversion yet. Um, I would always, you know, compare it to account averages. So if that say that keyword, um, let's just say it had a hundred clicks, hasn't converted yet, mm -hmm. but you're averaging 10% conversion rate. Well, now it might be a good, that's maybe when it's a good time to either really drop that bid mm -hmm. down to extremely low bid or potentially pause the keyword. Right. And, you know, in terms of the, how applicable these strategies are, you know, I feel like a lot of companies on Amazon have an aversion towards higher ticket items. Um, but uh, you know, for a lot of these issues, right? They're they're going to be more expensive to make, lower conversion rates, all these different things. Um, but I mean, we were just talking to a client that was making, you know, m all of their products up until this point were in the you know twenty to fifty dollar range, and then the, all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, I I'm now I'm building a five hundred dollar product." So they were sort of working their way up to sort of the value ladder for their market. So I mean, these are strategies that they're going to need to rethink about. Like, hey, I've been advertising twenty to fifty dollar products for so long. Now I'm going to be selling a $500 product. It's, you know, my individual order is going to be lower on it. There's going to be fewer conversions for it, but I need to have a different strategy if I want to meaningfully generate revenue for these higher ticket items. So this is definitely something that good Amazon marketers should definitely have on their radar about how to approach these high ticket items. Uh, Cause you don't want it to be a big surprise when, you know, maybe a client writes in or someone on your team suggests having a higher ticket item to add to the inventory list. Right. And uh final thing I would say um, from me is just please, please, please. If you have <laughs> products that are, have a huge unit sales price and ones with a small unit sales price, keep them in separate ad groups. Right. Because the keywords, because, you know, say this unit might sell for a thousand dollars and you're willing to bid like 10, $15 on it. But then you also have like a $20 product in that same ad group. Uh, those keywords are, are placing ads for all of the products in that ad group. Mm -hmm. And so it's possible that your $12, $20 product might <laughs> right. be bidding $10 right. on these keywords. So, mm -hmm. um, I always, I never keep unit or products, even if they're, you know, variations of each other, um, like parent child license, right. if they're Wildly different sales different. prices and wildly different. I always will put them in separate ad groups for that very reason. So just for keep sure. that, keep that in mind as well. For sure. 
And that's our show. Um, you know, normally we write an outro. We don't really have an outro for this show. What I can say, I was listening to a podcast on the way to work and they were talking about how they prepared for their podcast. And they were like weighing the pros and cons of like, should you record longer episodes, like 30 minutes plus or short ones? And they're like, oh, if you have 10 minutes to prepare, maybe you can do 30 minute plus episodes. Mm -hmm. And I just had to laugh because you and I prepare like for, you know, almost over an hour on a lot of these shows. Uh, so I just, like, are. I just <laughs> laughed at that. It was just like an, an observation on the podcast creation process. Well, uh, well, Mike, you've been in three countries for the last two weeks. Do you want to like do a send up by saying goodbye in one of the languages? Like sure. Portuguese, Czech. What do you, what do you know? Sure. You know, all three of them. Uh, I literally don't know. I check sounded so hard <laughs> to say i have no idea how to say anything in the language so i apologize out there uh if you are listening to the show and you speak any check feel free to go to adbadger.com voicemail and you can you can do the next we'll play you saying goodbye thanks for listening on our next show for now i, I have to keep it in english goodbye thanks for listening Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you. And we'll see you next episode.